Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 187, episode 3 of The Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is Thursday, June 3rd, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Kicked off a train, cause I'm a pain. Jack O.B., better wear your mask uh that is courtesy of the official dickhead in reference to uh miles i don't know if you heard but i tried to pawn off a story about me refusing to wear a mask on amtrak yesterday as being somebody else but it was clearly going to in pittsburgh no this was uh amtrak going down uh the surf liner uh, oh okay got you yeah yeah wait and you try to pretend that wasn't you yeah, but I mean, I think we all know my aversion yeah. to wearing masks. You're like some public. guy. <sighs> yeah, some guy was really uh, on one. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Get a little of the Sixers, man. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I am thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Yes, it's Miles Gray, aka Legendary Wrestler Chugintude Guerrero. Uh, I just <laughs> had to come up with that right now. Thank you to uh, everybody. I saw some some good ones in the Discord. I'll get to those for sure. But uh, yes, from my own brain today, Miles, mm. we are thrilled to be joined uh, yes. in our third seat. Fortunate to be joined by a very funny comedian. You know him from Good Mythical Morning, Star Wars show. He is the co-creator of Newsbroke. Uh, and the host of the podcast, uh, The Frotcast, which uh, is a very funny show that Miles and I uh, often quote to one another. Yep, in private. And uh, Pod Yourself a Gun, which Miles and I have both been on. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the hilarious and talented Matt Lieb. Yo, what up, what up? Matt Lieb, a.k.a. Matthew Lieb, a.k.a. Matthew <laughs> Lawrence Lieb. <laughs> Those are my names. Uh, who's Lawrence? A grandfather? I think, well, it's like... Uh, there's it's the middle initial or it's a grandmother's name is a, could be a, is is a is a great grandfather whose name Joey I, Lawrence right yes yeah, Joey Lawrence named after your parents yeah I'm like named after Matthew Blossom. Lawrence <laughs> yeah <laughs> and my famous brother uh, you know from Boy Meets World yeah, yes yeah. yes he was the boy who was brothers with the guy who met the world right <laughs> which is a famous David Bowie song. Anyway, right. uh, <laughs> so you guys, uh, you quote the broadcast in private. Uh, I, I need to hear more about that. I mean, look, you guys, you guys go wild on there. Yeah, yeah. Someone named JJ. JJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give it to her, JJ. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's more uh, the voice of it that we. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, give it to her, JJ. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, there's an old Joe Sinclitico bit. Uh, good times. Good yeah, yeah. Times. Anyways, I'm happy yeah, to be rec- here. Yeah, recommend it because we love y'all's humor. And if you're a Sopranos fan, you're doing yourself the biggest disservice by not listening to Pod Yourself a Gun because you, you have gotta good go guests. Pod Yourself a Gun. Yeah. Love the show. And y'all love the show. Yeah. And even if you're not a Sopranos fan, check it out. You might yeah. enjoy our recaps of a yeah. show you've never seen. Watch along. Or yeah. do a rewatch, yeah. I mean, if you're not a Sopranos fan, you're also missing out. You're doing exactly. a massive well, disservice. So. Or if you just want to like play it in the background, you don't even have to listen to it. I just want to get those download numbers up. <laughs> right. <laughs> just Passage. put it on silent. Join and, uh, the Patreon. Never listen to a single bonus. Like, just, you know, boom. help me. Help me. <laughs> yes. Help. Me. help. Uh, we I'm have struggling. another two days in a row. We're on a streak of uh, people... 
who are recently engaged. Uh, congratulations, yeah. sir. Is that hair. something that's public? Am I allowed to say Oh, that? yeah, that's public. Yeah, that's, I mean, we, you guys we are both a, public figures. We're both yeah. public figures. Uh, we're both very, very famous, you know, equally so. Right. Equally, we have the same amount of Instagram same followers. followers. <laughs> <laughs> she has like 50, I think she has like 50,000 Instagram followers and I have 6,000 that I'm kind of like, uh, you know, part of the marriage contract, I think, is going to be that she has to split her followers uh, yeah. with yeah. me. Like there needs to be follower equity in the relationship. Francesca Fiorentini is is yeah. my, my yes, fiance. Yes. I believe this is the first time two of our guests have gotten engaged to one another. Because of the show. Yeah. The show. yeah, you guys both... met because you were on <laughs> separate episodes. separate days. <laughs> and somehow that and we somehow to... met years before, but that's uh-huh. Not... Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. You had we... a sense it was coming. yeah. We, I mean, we were already dating and whatnot, but we we really met when we listened to each other's episodes, and we're like, man, <laughs> we're both I get it now. We're both Just... leftists. We're both so left that it's crazy out there yeah. in these political. We're streets. so left, honey. We need to get right with yeah, God and get that's... married. <laughs> <laughs> that's so now we're right with God. Leftist Hallmark cards presented by the Daily Zeitgeist. <laughs> yeah. All right, Matt, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. Uh, first, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. We're going to talk about Trump's blog, RIP, permanently shut down, effective oh. uh, two days ago. You know, the thing that was supposed to replace his Twitter feed never, never got the traction. We're going to talk about another country's need to reckon with its own evil, Canada's need to reckon with the residential schools and how they're going about that, why they're not doing it yet, um, what they need to be doing, because, you know, that's that's something America's thinking about uh, at this moment on the thinking about but like kind of like, eh, we'll see, ah, whatever, we'll see. A reckoning. Uh, mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah on the 100-year anniversary of the Tulsa Race Massacre. We'll talk about that in a future episode, but first we want to just point at Canada and be like, y'all fucked up. We are going to talk about Anthony Fauci, uh, Tony Fox is busted. Oh, no. Yeah, they did a FOIA on thousands of his emails from during the pandemic, and dude... He is boring as fuck. <laughs> it is like, oh man, they did they didn't find shit. Um, we're gonna talk about how Europeans are doing without all the hugging and kissing mm-hmm. and um, you know, that hugging and kissing, all that other shit that they like to do. Uh, we'll probably get to like a couple of those stories, but uh, that's <laughs> ambitious. Got got to start with uh, ambitious goals. Before we get to any of that shit, Matt, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Oh, absolutely. Um, here's one. How to sell a brand new engagement ring. That's, uh, <laughs> that's in there. Now, that sounds confusing because you're like, but Matt, <laughs> right? you just said you were engaged. Well, I am. She said yes to me. She said no to the ring. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, so I bought a real, real bad ring. And Wait, really? <laughs> yes, this is 100% real. Wait, oh, uh, man. I, a, I love hearing someone say, all right, the engagement went well. Dude, I bought a really bad ring. Oh, <laughs> yeah. What happened? Okay, so she sent me like, I don't know, a couple months ago, she sent me a picture of a ring she thought was cute. Mm-hmm. And so I was like looking to, bu- I wanted to buy that ring because I have no visual eye. I don't know 
what looks good. Okay. Like we watched Sex in the City once and like Aiden bought Carrie a pear-shaped r- uh, engagement ring. Uh-huh. And like a parent and and all of the girls sitting around like Samantha and Charlotte all them were just like, "Oh, pear-shaped." I had no idea pear-shaped was bad. So, I knew right. not to get a pear-shaped. I yeah. knew that much. Mm-hmm. And then so I went to first I went to Tiffany's and then that was real expensive. So I went to their the jewelry <laughs> shop across the street from Tiffany's and it was like cheaper. And then I just kept showing them like th- I, what I want is a square and a circle. I don't want a diamond, like a conflict stone. Right. And so they didn't have exactly what I was looking for. So they, they made one custom, right? which turns out when you do that, you can't first return you, ha- it. Uh, you can't return it. And also you have to pay up front. Mm-hmm. And also it was kind of created from pictures of better rings uh, <laughs> and then kind of mashed together. And then so the day of I went in and it's like the, it's a London blue topaz. I thought it was going to be like a light blue. This is really blue. It's like it looks like a like Hard a Jolly Rancher uh, blue raspberry. Oh, hell yeah. I love Yeah, blue which is a delicious flavor. Right. But it looks really <laughs> bad on a ring. <laughs> and so I, I bought that. And then as soon as I got it, I, I had a panic attack because I knew it was <laughs> the opposite it it. of what she wanted. I thought it was going to be small, but because it's blue topaz and it's like kind of a cheap, semi-precious stone, it was real big. Like uh, it looks like a uh, seven-year-old, like Florida Jewish lady jewelry. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, so I ended up. Hey, Zeitgang, uh, gang, if you're looking for a ring, hit Matt up. Yeah, yeah if you're yeah. looking for a beautiful blue topaz <laughs> ring that's non refundable. That like the heart of the sea from Titanic. It does. It's like that, but it's like, you know, it's bluer somehow. Right, right. And yeah, and it's not a conflict stone, although it became one. When right. she saw it, and she <laughs> she definitely did not she did not like it, but we're still in love. But you so had a sense. You had a sense going in. It's oh, not I like knew you were like, and I have this nailed this, my lady. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. knew. I knew as soon as I got it, I fucked up. And the, what it's I didn't know, Tiffany's, that, it's from Tiff's. Yeah, it's from Tiff's. Yeah, yeah. Tiff. Yeah, yeah. Yo, hey Tiff, can you make me a ring for way too much money? <laughs> sure, Anyways, send me a photo, hon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll mash them together in Photoshop and I'll get you something approximating something I would like. (laughs) It's a beautiful ring if you like, you know, if you like something kind of gaudy. Mm -hmm. But if if you don't still buy it from me. Yeah, Uh, please. (laughs) Someone buy the ring. So we got another ring uh, that that uh, she loves. That's coming in the mail. But uh, yeah, I got this. This other one, though, if anyone. It's really hard to sell, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no one told I wish someone yeah. had told me that. I wish I had asked. That's what I wish more than anything is that yeah, I would do dilly. Yeah, do a little do dilly. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead I was like, I got this. What's the worst yeah. that can happen? Take my yeah. you just steal my money. But yeah. <laughs> do dilly. We about to get silly. We about to get silly all that do dilly. <laughs> King of the hilly. Anyways, I'm uh <laughs> Yeah, so uh, uh, that's the last thing I googled how to sell, and it's brand new, never used. You know, right? It's y- yeah, she it's wouldn't, like even, she put wouldn't on, even put it on. No, she didn't. Even, she was just. She looked at it when she went. Ah, oh wow! Went, no, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, yes uh, to you, but uh, sorry. 
I proposed by getting down on one knee and proposing with the box, but it wasn't open. Mm -hmm. And then she, I waited for her to say yes first. (laughs) And then then she was like, well, show me the ring. And I was like, okay, but it's the worst part. And then I opened it (laughs) and I was like, you still marry me? And she was like, oh, not with that ring. And then she kissed me. And, uh, and yeah, uh-huh. and, and uh, we're still in love, though, you know, so it's it's yeah, fine. That's good. It's all about honesty, you know? Yeah. yeah. But if anyone has any stock tips um, <laughs> yeah. or just, like, any, like, way oh, to recoup a few grand, just let me know, you know? I'll sell some drugs. I don't give a fuck anymore. Hey, you just, down to take a few flights to Bolivia for me? I am down, dude. I got all a, right, we'll talk, I got we'll a cavernous colon. You can shove whatever <laughs> whatever drugs you need in there, dude. I will, you know, I'll help out. I'm just trying to help. <laughs> right. Trying to help. Trying to help Fran. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man. My engagement ring put me in so much debt. I was But did was, she take it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's nice. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. Yeah, I had, she she like specifically picked it out. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's smart. That's a good way of doing it. But then she was still surprised. I don't know. She must have like put a mental block being like, but he'll never actually do it because she was yeah, surprised. Yeah. No, she, uh, well, she, she was surprised too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. She's like, you look so gaunt, Jack, when you propose. You're like, I sold all my blood plasma. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's, there's something to be said for being a idiot. Cause like I was able to get her to the location where I, I'd like set up this bar, uh, <laughs> Which was the first place I ever told her I loved her, which is surprisingly an Irish bar. I was I was pretty drunk, uh, and I had like set up the basement of the bar. But the way I got her there was being like, forgot my fucking credit card at the at a puck fair again. She was like, ah, uh, okay, fine, we'll go back there. That's all. So you started it with a test of your relationship. <laughs> yeah, right. You started it with a well, yeah. possible crisis. Like right. I might again, be an alcoholic. <laughs> Can you take me to out, rehab? Yeah, Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are, Passages Malibu. Can you marry me? They were in Malibu, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, It's already all set up. Yeah. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? Oh, overrated? Uh, Mulan. <laughs> That's right. Mulan. The Ridge or uh, the, the remake? Both of them, bro. Both hmm. Mulans. I uh, I've seen both, and I mean I don't want to come off as being like, oh, it's a stupid story. It's a good story. It's about a woman who pretends to be a man so she can fight in a war in, in place of her ailing father. Like that's a good premise. Mm-hmm. But I just saw the new one recently, and I just like with both of them, I realized that I just end up feeling bad for the male love interest in the movie. Who's right. slowly falling in love with a soldier named Ping. Right. And I just feel like he, you know, his story is not fleshed out enough. He's kind of just wrestling with these feelings of like, you know, discovery where he's like, maybe I'm gay, maybe I'm bisexual. I don't know. Right. But there's just something about this dude that I'm in love with. And then, you know, cut to, oh, I'm I'm a girl this whole time. And he has right. to yes. just be like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Instead of being like, right. I feel like oh. instead of being yes, he's just like, oh, that's great, dude. Right. I, lo- I-, I love women. That's totally what I've been, you know, wrestling with, you know, vaginas. Hell yeah. Right. Those are my right. favorite thing. You, you, and, you and Mike Pence, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I feel bad for him. He's in love and, and we're just supposed to just like move on 
with our lives while he's just sitting there wrestling with these lifelong feelings. Right. That he's right. Uh, he, so the movie, both movies, it just leaves him confused. I feel like he's bisexually coded, and people need to talk about that more. And mm-hmm. the the movie, just one of the guys, which was. A minor 80s film that was on HBO and oh, I, remember I think it. Comedy Central like every day for uh, <laughs> an entire decade. So like yeah. I, that's one of the movies I've probably seen the most in my life has the same plot twist. And the guy who's like best friend opens his shirt and reveals that he's actually a woman who's doing an undercover story on what it's like to be a teenage guy. And mm-hmm. the the protagonist is like, mad and conflicted and like runs away and it's a real deus ex machina where like (laughs) at the end she's like i really like betrayed and fucked up this guy then he just rolls up on a motorcycle doesn't even say a word just like kisses her and then they drive off because i think the filmmakers realize like (laughs) man we've done some severe psychological damage to this teenage boy uh, like we've just uh, completely fucked with. Yeah, they've dug they've dug quite a hole for this character and yeah. all these feelings that, at, especially at that time, they're like, we really can't wrestle with these feelings in this movie. Yeah, there's yeah. not enough. Yeah, they're not, not capable. Enough. They're not capable. It's three acts. It's supposed to be ninety minutes. We just right. can't. He's just gonna have to be like, okay, great. I kiss <laughs> girl now. Okay. Oh, I like girl. Girl, great. Thank God yeah. for girl. Yeah. Heteronormativity. Yeah. Just um, and especially on a motorcycle too. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Rap. Well, yeah. But that was the toughest thing you could do in the eighties. You you and Mike Pence have got similar attitudes, although for different reasons. You know, he he wrote Wait, lengthy what? op-eds about Mulan when the animated what? thing came out because he said it was left-wing propaganda saying like women could serve in the military. <laughs> what the fu- Okay, so first of all, I want to go on record as saying uh, that <laughs> women Pence. can absolutely <laughs> serve in the military. Anybody yeah. can serve in the military, absolutely. <laughs> and that the only thing that me and Mike Pence agree on is some horses are fuckable and <laughs> and we is both that- love our mothers. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. This op-ed he wrote, it said, for those who have not yet been victimized by the McDonald's-induced hysteria over this film, Mulan is a fictional account of a delicate girl of the same name who surreptitiously takes her father's place in the Chinese army in one of their ancient wars against the Huns. And it just goes on. Like, the last line is essentially, moral of story, women in military, bad idea. What Uh the fuck? Yeah, dude. Mm Mm-hmm. And also, what is he talking about McDonald's for? He just brought in McDonald's for no reason. I think because, like, you know, every Disney movie in the 90s had, like, a full court press of, like, McDonald's. Oh, yeah, they had the Szechuan sauce. Yeah, that was good sauce. Exactly. You remember. Caused caused a whole bunch of commotion. Oh, I love that Szechuan sauce. That was good stuff. Again, Mike Pence loved it, too, and was saying that it's that's the only reason. This movie is all Szechuan sauce. That's the only reason it's successful. Big Rick and Morty fan, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, what is something that you think is underrated? I think the cost of engagement rings. Because <laughs> here's the thing. You don't know how much you're going to cost. Uh, and it's, you just you go in, you have some money, and you have a budget. And then they're like, uh, okay, yeah, we can work with that. But it's going to be you know $800 more. And you're like, damn, that's a lot of money, dude. And then fucking you just you pay it because you're in love. And then, uh, you know. You fucking you, you you get the ring and then it's just not what you yeah. want. 
You sound like Gil from The Simpsons. Like, oh, oh, like, boy. oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's another boy. 800 bucks. I guess I got to go along with it. <laughs> a lot of collar loosening going on over there. A lot there. of collar loosening. I'm sweaty. I'm sweaty just thinking about that <laughs> ring, boy. I'm just like, oh, God, that is... I mean, you know, you just don't know. I think it's the the entire wedding industrial complex underrated in terms of uh, how predatory it is. Um, yeah. Because right now we're, like, looking at, like, wedding prices. I'm asking people who I went to, like, their small wedding, you know, where they, like, rented out a friend's cafe and finding out they spent $18,000 in total. <laughs> and I'm just like, I, I just don't, I don't know how to do this cheaply and it just seems like it's all it's all a grift and i've never had a single person not tell me spend most of your money just on a honeymoon and don't go overboard with the wedding that's what they say or combine them get a good photographer you know that's what they so say at least you so at least you can remember the pictures and you know you're not going to be like oh man the remember the bread remember the right. rolls Exactly. Yeah. People are always like, you know, trying to like, oh, the flowers have to be perfect. And I'm like, flowers? Yeah. What? Yeah. Flowers? It's, it, it's, it's just so infuriating, too, when you look at like any event space and you're like, OK, well, if people are going to be like wearing a dress when they eat off this plate, it costs yeah. seven times more to rent. Right. Exactly. Like, the plate doesn't fucking know. Yeah, the food. <laughs> where does it know it's a wedding? What the? F- they're, what, are they going to perform and do a number because it's a fucking wedding? They're inanimate yeah. of fucking objects and they're being yeah. used in the exact same way, just in a different fucking context. Yeah, put put the fucking wedding food in a Ziploc bag and then taste it later <laughs> and see if you're like, oh yeah, that's a seven thousand dollar fucking plate right there. <laughs> right, nah, right, right. It's it's just you know it's food. It's food. We're acting like food it should be more expensive. Like we pretend like, oh, well, everything should be expensive because it's like if you don't think it should be, then I guess you're not in love. Like yeah, that's what they do. Right. They victimize people like me who are in love and just want to buy a good ring. And getting pushed around into a blue I've been, ring. No, I've been buy. pushed around, you guys, uh, <laughs> people everywhere. Turns out yeah. it was a blue raspberry Jolly Rancher in the yeah. ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had the plastic wrapper still yeah. on it. Yeah, you open the box, you're like, it's melted and warped. Yeah. <laughs> we put all our wedding money into CGI. Uh, didn't invite anyone and just see, that's smart. had a CGI artist. Uh, yeah, who, you know, made it made it look pretty. Exactly. Get extras lavish. in like in like green screen suits. Like yeah. get the ball suits. I just want every <laughs> wedding. <laughs> suits. It's just suits. fucking Andy Circus playing all of my guests. Yeah, that's right. What, we he does a great by, job. We were both played by Andy Circus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't even have a wedding. Andy Circus does everything. Yeah, yeah. eighteen grand. I can get Andy Circus in a mocap stage, and we can we can do whatever the fuck you want. It could be King Kong marries fucking Smeagol if you want. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and I think people would much rather be at that event. You know? Yeah, right. Ra- yeah. Rather than yeah, it's just a very expensive party for non giant apes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> exactly. people want Godzilla and King Kong to like have the first dance. You know, I want to see, yeah. I want to see Smeagol singing at last. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's wow. the wedding I want to see. Could you imagine like if you were like this eccentric millionaire where like you were like, I'm going to make a feature length film. That's mm-hmm. like a depiction of this wedding, but with like the most epic, you know, uh, effects and like. <laughs> it's like Space Jam, but for a wedding, it's just like. <laughs> we get all of like Warner Brothers IP together, and <laughs> instead of them, 
instead of them watching like you know fucking lebron james play basketball or whatever it's yeah. <laughs> it's just uh you know they're getting married they're having a yeah. full-on wedding that's what and I want snape to is the officiant <laughs> yes we resurrected alan rickman with cgi for this <laughs> <laughs> all, all of the all of my groomsmen are just the clockwork orange guys you know that's <laughs> like yeah that, that works for me man i'm uh, that's that's a wedding that i put money into yeah there it is all right let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about the news And we are back. And let, let's talk really briefly. Trump's blog permanently shut down, effective, uh, I think it was Wednesday. <laughs> the article announcing it, you know, it got a, <laughs> it got a statement from his uh, dude Miller. I guess it's like a spokesperson or so, His homie Miller. His homie Miller. Uh, I didn't bother copy and pasting his first name, so that's all I'm going with. But, his ride or die. I just really like this quote, but asked online later Wednesday whether the move was a precursor to the former president joining, quote, another social media platform. Miller replied, yes, actually, it is. Stay tuned. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, good idea. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. That, yes, yes, I actually yeah, yeah. did lose on purpose. Miller, Stay yeah, tuned. Miller replied, find out why. Yup. a 20 minute pause yeah uh he uh we just realized like there's so many people going to this blog that like we couldn't like have so many people on this and then the huge trump social media platform Uh yeah yeah we didn't want to split the audience so we're definitely doing that good idea you said that i'd already thought of but it's just i i still marvel at how devastating the deplatforming has been for his public profile it's it's amazing it really has been it's it's better than i could have possibly imagined and it makes me mad that it didn't happen sooner yeah you know he, he was yeah. just in like such a narcissistic feedback loop where yeah. like his narcissistic behavior was getting the desired results which was mm-hmm. allowing him to inflate himself more which was feeding you know and it just kept getting bigger and bigger and the only the whole thing was based around his ability to reach people on social media and like once they punctured that he's like total like he fits his own definition of loser now yeah and like yeah. i'm sure that is difficult we all got more followers than trump right now on social right. media oh that rules so much that's what i say to him bro i got more social you know what fuck you i don't if i was <laughs> that close to him i'd be running away i'm like Ugh. yeah <laughs> but uh yeah th- i mean again yeah the deplatforming is it it's infuriating again that it didn't happen sooner <laughs> it took so long and it's just it's wild to see like from the beginning we've been talking about how poorly the blog has been running and it just yeah. shows you like he thought all because he can't grind it out again. He doesn't. Yeah. What is he going to go to some other normal social media platform and try and come up or whatever? He just wants to be able to be like, where, where do they all know my name? And they're glad where, I came. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> where, where's my online cheers? Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like also a blog is just like misses the mark as to what the the way that he like governed and the way that he communicated like it's on impulse dude and it's and it's based on a like news feed 
Like he needs a news feed to look at and get mad and write a tweet at four in the morning. In response. Yeah. In response. It wasn't like, oh, well, you can write down your thoughts in this, uh, you know, in this carefully worded WordPress document. Yeah. It's like, no, he's not going to sit at a computer. Like, what do you want from this guy? This guy yeah. is just pure id. Like yeah. it, it. And it's so great to see him completely flail not given a platform of you know so he basically if he had a blog where it, they just shoved the computer in front of him while he's taking his shit i think it would be a much more popular well yeah but i think that's what it was shit like thoughts. it was it was twitter except sometimes he went over the character limit but it's just nobody was there already and so much right. of his appeal on twitter was that he could interact with people and you totally. were like yeah. The president was retweeting memes and like yeah. Yeah. he was the he was like the overly important guy at the bar who was that drunk asshole who would like interject in your conversation like, yo, what, uh -huh. where did this fucking guy from? <laughs> Why is Ted Kennedy talking to us still? And then deplatforming <laughs> effectively threw him out of the bar. Now it's like, oh, wow, the vibe's so much better now that that guy's not in here screaming at everything. Right. And he's outside being like, do you guys know what's going on out here? And we're like, fuck, <laughs> yeah, huh? It's kind of pathetic. Not even in here. Now that he's just literally outside on the street screaming at strangers, it is like, it's just so much better. I, I loved also watching him try to live like a little mini version of Twitter at Mar-a-Lago where he'll just show up to whatever shitty band <laughs> is performing and just be like, I'm still the president. <laughs> you know, uh, they're going to they're going to reinstate me. Everything's going to be fine. Right. I mean, that's the thing that surprisingly nobody in the MSM is talking about uh, mm -hmm. is that this is clearly him clearing his plate so that he can effectively return to being president again in August mm -hmm. uh, because real G's move in silence like lasagna. <laughs> and he's just that's <laughs> that's how he does, man. He's very you know subtle. Me, he's very under the surface. He likes to, you know move I'm in like the freeway background. rick ross they didn't know they didn't yeah. know it was too late baby <laughs> miles did you i don't know if you caught that yesterday maggie haberman uh reported that he is telling everybody behind the scenes that he's gonna They're be president in, again huh? by august yeah yeah he's back baby he's, that's cool man i'm i'm glad you you no, I'm not glad for anything, man. Just shut the fuck up. No, yeah, I'm stoked for you, bro. <laughs> Hell yeah. Like, he's like the type of person who's like, going. his delusion, like doctors will tell you, just don't argue with him. You know, he's it, it just upsets him. So just go, cool. He's the kind of guy, though, too. Like, I used to fuck with people like that where, you know, like, if you just agree with them, you can say anything as long as you agree with them. And they'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I know, dude, that's so sick that you're, like, doing this because, like, nobody else is, like, doing this at all, dude. You're, like, the first. Like, I know, I know. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. And you're like, oh, that's, oh, my God, you're so, just, you're so tight, D. You're so yeah. tight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Thank you. That is a literal transcription of, like, what Xi Jinping and uh, Stephen Miller and Vladimir Putin interacted with him, I'm sure. Right. Putin is like, <laughs> it's just, it's so easy. Yeah. He's like, oh, my God. Yes, Donald. That is fantastic idea, man. Where do you come up with this stuff? Yeah. I, I know. See, I like this guy. Yeah, yeah. On the phone, he's like, this guy, asshole, bought it. For real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're, you're such a genius, and you're so strong. The way uh, your you, uh, body you. is very top-heavy. <laughs> and uh, you have a uh, very thin legs uh, uh, yes. held up by boxers, uh, boxers by physique is what they call that. Yes, <laughs> I, I like uh, your 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 mid level is uh, like Michelin man, but everybody <laughs> love Michelin man. You're very exactly. strong. Mm. 
Although he doesn't know shit about restaurants. Sure doesn't. Yes, everything you say, correct. Uh, and may I have the codes? <laughs> yeah, just, uh, right, exactly. just uh, Putin at gmail.com, right? Oh, just codes, them right yeah, now. sure. Uh, hit him up. Uh, Steven, you got this, right? Um, all right, let's talk about uh, reckoning with the past and uh, trigger warning because this is, you know, there's some very graphic sexual abuse that is part of this story. So we'll be talking about that. So just forewarning, there is a movement starting, you know, it's it started a long time ago uh, in Canada to reckon with the historic atrocity of residential schools, uh, which were schools which stole indigenous children from their families and placed them in boarding schools where they were abused and often murdered. And the last residential school uh, only closed in 1996. What so, the fuck? Yeah. 96? Yeah, that's, it, it's really shockingly recent, uh, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about. And so, I mean, this I would week, preface this with, we're not trying to dunk on Canada right now. Oh, no. Yeah. We, Absolutely we know, no. We, we know how little we have our shit together in this country. Right. Absolutely. It is, but it is a really big news story internationally. Uh, yeah. Because of this, just uh, was it just a was it first because of the like bodies that they had uncovered? Yeah, right? so that's this week the collapsed Swepham First Nation discovered the remains of 215 children, some as young as three, in an unmarked mass grave at a former residential school uh, in British Columbia. And there's just so much pain, and Canada, the official like policy of the Canadian government has been uh, to resist accountability. Like there there was billions of dollars set aside for basically like settlements. And because of this particular news story, uh, Trudeau is acknowledging and being like, this is terrible. We need to do something about this. But behind the scenes, his government has been fighting cases brought by the Assembly of First Nations to, you know, thoroughly investigate uh, yeah. all former residential school sites to the point that it is now in Canada's Supreme Court. And I so do. He's giving, he's giving yeah. lip service to them like, oh, man, this this is terrible. And then meanwhile, he's like actively fighting against people getting justice for this in the courts. Yes. I mean, cool. it's like it's like we're the exact same country. Right. Almost. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? It's like yeah. we're just just now like we have presidents like really being like, yes, the Tulsa massacre was like awful. And like we we haven't talked about it. Although on the other side of the coin, we have people being like, don't talk about the 1619 project. I know it's right. so funny that like the difference is, is that we have a so a much stronger current in this country of people who are just like actively not giving lip service to this stuff. You know, I think right. that's like the big difference is like. You know, Democrats, uh, you know, I, I give them shit all the time for like mostly being the party of lip service to right. all these things while, while not actually accomplishing much. But then you really grow to appreciate lip service <laughs> when <laughs> when you have like people like, you know, right wing and, you know, like Donald Trump in power who are just like, oh, uh, racism is a lie. and never happened. I should be on the Washington Monument. Right. And shit. And right. then you have like Nancy's like, but roots and here's my kente cloth koofy I'm wearing. And you're like, oh, my gosh, she gets it. If it's up, then it's up, then it's up, and it's stuck. 
<laughs> I oh got God. that oh. wet ass pussy. <laughs> oh, Love me. Um, yeah. They so yeah, like I mentioned, Canada. And by the way, this is uh, this was a segment that was written by our uh, writer Jay McNabb, who is Canadian and is doing the hard work of trying to just face this and tell Americans about this and make Americans care about this. So shout yeah. out to him. Yeah. But yeah, there's been like these attempts by the Canadian government to fight things on just ghoulish technicalities. One survivor was allegedly raped by a guidance counselor who was Ugh. driving her to a residential school, but her claim to getting payment for the damages done to her was rejected because it took place before she was officially enrolled as a student. It was when she oh, was on her God. way to the school. Oh, oh my, my God. God. And then wow. the Canadian government spent $2.3 million fighting claims from survivors of just one school uh, between 2013 and 2018. So it's, I feel like there's going to be a sort of a sea change now that the story has gone international yeah. Uh, and Trudeau will be hopefully changing his tune, but that's, I don't know. It's just, we need to look at these events just with our eyes open because this is, first of all, how marginalized communities are treated when nobody is looking out for them. Yeah. This is everywhere in the world. Uh, this seems to be how marginalized communities are treated when they're treated as if they don't have rights. Right. right. And that's especially true in America. Yeah. And just even dimensions of the withholding information, you know, yes. trying to keep as much of this in the dark, not properly documenting things, obscuring the data so things aren't as, you know, uh, terrible as they actually are. I mean, we have to look at everything in the light of day, like for what it is. We can't get these sanitized versions and expect right. that there's going to be any truth or, again, like for them, like reconciliation to occur. By being like, well, let's underreport things and let's let's actively have a campaign to silence people like right. we, we can't square those things. And realizing right. that that is a tactic. It's yeah. a it's like classic colonizing tactic, which is basically like you continue to fight all of the people who want justice for, you know, what what's happened for long enough that you basically go like, yeah, there's a statute of limitations that happened a hundred years ago. Right. You know, are, are we expected to apologize for something that happened before any of us were born? Like it, it is like, it's a tactic. So it, like anyone who is thinking in any way that like, oh, well, because you know, this is a, an old thing, like a thing that happened so long ago, like just know that this is, it, it's, it's meant for you to say these exact words, you know, right. it's meant for you to not care. It's meant for right. you to like not fight for justice for these communities. Yeah, just to generate as much apathy and mm -hmm. just frustration as possible where you go, I don't know, like every time we try, it's no. And right. Yeah. And like, they just want to wait out the clock generationally and just hope yeah. that maybe the next batch probably won't know as much as the last one. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I mean, the institutions that we live with today are built on a foundation of ignoring these problems, ignoring what happened and ignoring the injustices, not making amends to mm -hmm. people and and ignoring the solutions and ignoring the solutions. And, you know, this is what you see in like the documentary 13th and about mm -hmm. America's 
you know, judicial system. And in the case of Canada, Canada is still separating indigenous children from their families through it's it seems like, you know, family court or whatever the equivalent is. Mm -hmm. Their indigenous children are put in foster care group homes or detention facilities at a much higher rate and their families are given much fewer resources to fight against that than any other community. So it's, right. you know, it's still the echoes of this are being felt in a very real way in the systems as people live them today. Right. And I mean, if, if you just look at what has happened to America, like the American indigenous population, too, we're not even close to having some kind of truth and reconciliation no. process. Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's like the the government's like, let's stop at slavery. Yeah. Right. You yeah. know what yeah. I mean? Let's not go fully out there. And that's because that's a whole other mess of awful, awful, awful shit that happens. And I think this is the injustice that befalls indigenous communities is that. At a certain point, because of the arrival of, you know, colonizers, mm -hmm. the, the pace of history just goes to a certain point And like the you groundswell of ignoring those atrocities just turns it into this obscure thing. And yeah, I mean, there's just so again, we always say this. We need so many reckonings. We need yeah. so many and like real ones, too. Not where we go. Oh, that was awful. But like ones are like we have to actually right these wrongs. But unfortunately, yeah. that's not going to happen when you have these. Because societies that aren't built on that's like that's not profitable, for, right? Especially so. because they are built. I mean, it, it the settler colonialism it has all these like institutional mechanisms for just kind of justifying the treatment of indigenous peoples. It's mm -hmm. like this is this is part of it, and it makes yeah. it so that even criticizing another country's settler colonialist institutions is like, oh, well, that's not fair because you've also done it. And so everyone goes, okay, so it's just okay. what, a cabal of silence where we double all agree. KO. Yeah, we're, yeah, it's a double KO. We're all bad. So there is no justice that can be uh, handed out. You can't be right. for the indigenous peoples of Canada and the indigenous peoples all across the world who have been affected by, you know, mm -hmm colonizers yeah it's really depressing dark stuff and you see it from everywhere from like canada to palestine to all over the world where there's you know settler colonialism you see a cabal of silence within institutions and the populace who just yeah. are like what can we what can we do we all live with the the trauma and it's bad and we move on right yeah i mean there's you know, Germany uh, and South Africa are mm -hmm. at least two countries that have attempted to, it, you know, to right their wrongs. Yeah. And to at least atone and acknowledge what happened. So, I mean, there are yeah. examples of governments trying to address these things in a kind of comprehensive way. But yeah, yeah, it's there. There's so much that's that's broken and still happening. Mm hmm. All right, uh, let's take a quick break and we will be right back. And we're back and Anthony Fauci, bye-bye. You're canceled, bro. <laughs> they foia'd thousands of his emails from during the pandemic you know i think everybody was hoping to find the goods on what was really going on behind the scenes mm -hmm. uh, as he was 
you know, dismantling the Trump administration from the inside. Mm -hmm. And the spiciest nugget that's being used as a pull quote is where he said, all is well, despite some crazy people in this world. <laughs> oh, shit, bro. Dude. Wow. Uh, out of control. He just fired fucks. that one off? Reckless. Yeah, bro. So problematic. I mean, first of all, we don't use crazy anymore. That yeah. is just wildly both misogynistic and it just it's a bigoted phrase. Unbelievable. So this was actually an email response to someone who said they were worried about all the people who are threatening his life and the lives of his family. So it's hard to even interpret it as being directed at Trump. <laughs> the, the email to him was like, I saw some news. Hope it's fake. that You're being attacked by some people. Hope you are well under such an irrational situation. He responded, thank you for your kind note. All is well, despite some crazy people in the world. So what a fuck. Okay, what dork. about the next thing? What about the next thing? Come on, there's got to be more than that. Come yeah, on. no, that there's little, more spiciness. Little, yeah, give us the tea. Give us the tea. I know there's tea. <laughs> I've heard of tea. So I, I will say this. The people who, the Q people have not had a chance to fully digest all of his uh, emails. Yeah. I'm sure they're going to find some secret codes in there. Mm. Oh, I'm that so will excited. Allow us to know what was really going on. But that is like that's it, man. Uh he is really He's a professional doctor. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not a comedian. Right. He's a guy in a in a very uh, tough position where he has people literally trying to murder him while he tries to make sure that as few people as possible die from a global pandemic. Yeah. The uh, yeah. his, his there it's very consistent between what you see in the emails and what you saw in press conferences. The only difference is that he's he seems like very cautious and like wary of public perception mm -hmm. in a way that I could see people being like, oh, he's just all about like the press. And but that is, in fact, like from day one, people were like, OK, so this is how you lead during a global pandemic. You have right. to be mm -hmm. steady. You have to be understated. Mm -hmm. uh, and he saw that the president wasn't doing that. And so, like, I'm guessing that's why he was so careful about, you know, controlling the image that was put out there about him, because he recognized probably that he was the only voice of reason for mm -hmm. for the country. Right. Yeah, he was he was really uh, the only rational person to, uh, who was in the room with a president surrounded by sycophants. So, I mean, you know, he's he's trying to be as rational and as forthcoming as he can be, given his current situation. And I'm sure on some level he's like, dude, I'm not saying anything in an official email where someone can FOIA this and like yeah. reveal anything remotely of what my yeah. personal thoughts are outside <laughs> of my you know position. I don't think this like proves that he is like that this is actually how he is it's just when you FOIA a republican or conservative leader it's like lifting up a rock with just <laughs> thousands of disgusting bugs and like yeah. a smushed cat and a bag yeah. of drugs <laughs> and a murder weapon underneath it like with Fauci you get vaguely dismissive language about people who are threatening the lives of his family right get yeah. a fucking life Fauci you're such a dork <laughs> But I'm sure like there are some Democrats, too, that they just they just they're good at their rock hiding. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, in the yeah. Same way. Sure. I think we're sure. just like I think with some Republicans, you don't even need to FOIA them because they say everything out loud. No. Yeah. You, know? you just like, need to like, have a camera there whenever they're doing like, uh, 
you know, one of those like $100,000 a plate dinners for like right. the American uh, Liberty Coalition or whatever, you right. know, Brides and then they the just clan. go like, everyone actually liked slavery. Is this right. thing on? Hello? Right. Is this? A- yeah, yeah. yeah. Slavery was fun. And you're just like, this is being whoa. taped, dude. Whoa, whoa. I thought, okay, I thought we're all cool here. No? Yeah, no? yeah. Right. My bad, my bad. <laughs> oh, oh, so now you're going to cancel me for having, uh, you know, neo-colonial, <laughs> neo-confederate fucking sentiments. All Please right, welcome. Enjoy the comedic stylings of Ellie Kemper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. Oh, R.I.P. to a real one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what was she? Was she nineteen when she went to weird that? Yeah, weird she was Debbie nineteen. She looks like a child. I was just. I was being unfair. I know. I saw the headline too, and I was like, "Oh shit!" But then I was like, "You always have to do the thing and be like, what the fuck did you do when you were 19? Right. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll I'm tell like, you what I, I I wasn't able to do was win any fucking beauty pageant because <laughs> <laughs> I am not an attractive man, nor did I, I ever have a glow up. I tried. Yeah. yeah. I went to one debutante ball and I embarrassed my high school girlfriend because I got so high. I was stinking <laughs> in there. And this was like uptight, like, you know, this is like the fucking debutante ball and shit. Yeah. I tried my best. I smoked with a huge hefty garbage bag over my my torso and i smoked outside <laughs> i did my I best still, yeah i was like i did my best babe you, so, yeah. you hot I'm boxed like, a trash suck. bag and you still got in trouble yeah i'm like you're right i shouldn't have blown the smoke in the bag that was a bad yeah. idea didn't think it would <laughs> stick onto my wool suit <laughs> i never went to a debutante ball but i i learned everything i needed to from the uh from that Borat thing and a couple magazine articles. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Just how bad these dads are I mean, conflicted I, I, about how much they want to fuck their daughters. So oh weird. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of uh, kind of like incestual dad energy. Very yeah. a lot of like Pornhub title energy. Right, you know? right, right, exactly. <laughs> a lot of uh, butterfly kisses energy is what mm-hmm, we call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, it's real gross. I only know of debutante balls through like. TV and movies, you know, uh, I'm not really. That's why I thought it was like a dance, not like this thing where like I would be the only like or one of three like non-white people there. Yeah, and it's like, like it's like a like, cattle call music. for like single ladies. Is that it? It's like it's all like single ladies. This is them. This is the adult version of this child now. Welcome. Right, it's like yeah, a yeah, bot yeah, yeah. for uh for southern for wasps, former slave owners or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Uh, you know, same thing. Yeah. But yeah, it's like it does very much feel it feels very gross to, uh, you know, showcase your your hot daughter. <laughs> but <laughs> but I don't I don't really blame Ellie Kemper for the founding of it. No. I do just think it's funny because it was like one of those cancellations online that you're just like, yeah, sure. I'm not even going to read it. Yeah. fucker. <laughs> I, I, I have no reason to hate this person, but I was like, yeah, we haven't, we haven't done her yet. She should be canceled. <laughs> Not even sure why. Do I want to find out? They're no. They're going to play this on the Ingram angle tonight. They're like, this is how the liberals talk. Yeah. yeah you I see, know, right? we haven't done her yet. What do they mean? Mm. <laughs> Did she come out when she was like, yo, that was an L, you know, honestly, I shouldn't have, that was such a, that's oh, a bad look. I hope look. not. Uh, I, I would, I would like, strongly- look, y'all, I don't know. If I I, if she Y'all listens mad? to this podcast, which I'm sure she does, I want to strongly advise her to just pretend none of this ever happened and move on. Because mm. uh, any apology, so that's just another news cycle, baby. That's just gonna keep it going. I say just live your life. You know, keep being the 
impossible Kimmy Schmidt. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Is she impossible? No, yeah, she's, she's unbreakable. Oh, oh the unbreakable. Unbre- yeah. yeah, continue being unbreakable, and you know, do you? Because uh, yeah, I am certain that you did not found the KKK debutante ball. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, this is-, is the beginning into realizing she's some kind of time traveler. Like, yeah, hey, dude, look at this photo of like the Confederacy <laughs> leaders and their wives. It's all Ellie Kemper. <laughs> yeah. She's married to five different Stonewall Jackson. And, yeah, uh, Jack Nicholson's there. You're just like, is yeah. this the Shining? What the fuck? She was married to General Braxton Bragg. <laughs> Fox News sent their equivalent of a uh, you up text to her by uh, media critics condemn left leaning outlets. Ellie Kemper onslaught over ties to racist ball. Uh, so they like put out an opinion piece being like, you leave this nice girl alone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. ties to racist ball. Like, I feel like that's like anything anyone's ever like th- anyone yeah. who existed from at any time that you probably participated in something with I, uh, origins and terrible racism. I feel yeah. like if you're uh, white and not even just in the South, like if you're just white and lived in a suburb. You definitely participated in some sort of clan adjacent event. Yeah, or you didn't racism. know that you you know you you just thought this was the the annual K K R O Q uh, weenie roast, and you're like <laughs> right. every every year we eat hot dogs and listen to alternative music from the nineties. I didn't know the clan had anything to do with it. Right. You know they did, they did. Yeah, Kevin and Bean. Yeah, big big clans, <laughs> big clansmen. Kevin and me, dude, Sluggo from K Rock, Jed the Fish. I mean, yeah. come on, these guys were Confederate generals too. There's there's three Ks in Striker, you know the the <laughs> DJ. Uh, I just love I, I love K Rock is secretly KKK Rock. Yeah. This, is, this is for a very specific Los Angeles audience, yeah. but it's a it's a great joke. Uh, all right, let's talk about Europeans. I've been thinking about them. Finally, uh, they're such an affectionate people. Mm. They kiss on the cheek to say hi. Yeah, yeah. that's basically the like question. some porno, I right? Know. <laughs> that's, yeah, like in weird, America, you know? we're like, what the? Yeah, what is this? Oh yeah, well, like it's so funny when you see Americans like meet a European for the first oh, time and like oh, they go like, oh really? <laughs> oh yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, they kiss on the cheek and like, are we having sex now? Yeah, because this or was not has part like a, of the deal. Or someone has like a joke like, I need a cigarette after that. Like really? <laughs> yeah, you hugged somebody, God. you fucking creep. <laughs> but yeah, like this whole thing, like you know, in America, we have such a screwed up sense of like physical intimacy, like especially you know between bros. You know, mm-hmm. so like oh, switching yeah. to f- the fist bump, I think was a really easy alternative to show yeah. affection as a greeting in this country, especially sure. if you're already a stepdad. Yeah. And <laughs> Europe, on the other hand, is a place the love flows, the kisses mm-hmm. and hugs are ingrained in the culture, mm-hmm. and that's why, like, at the beginning of the lockdowns, I remember, like, officials in Italy were saying, stay apart today to embrace each other more warmly tomorrow. Because, yeah, yeah you want to get in, you want to give kisses and things like that. And this Butterfly all makes sense. kisses. That's how I greet, <laughs> that's how I greet strangers. <laughs> Putting our eyes next to each other. and Oh. <laughs> so funny. So, the, as the lockdown loses, though... And vaccinations increase. People are wondering, like, what to do now in Europe. Like, is there an in-between on the way back to full-blown besos? And Mm. it seems like everyone's been trying things. You know, right now in Italy, they're trying a new thing, which is a breast bump. Now, not like across the board, but things people have noticed to some have some kind of contact where, quote, 
two people greeting each other essentially try to touch hearts with their heads turned as far away from each other as possible. God, I love the the I love the horniness of the modern European. Like they just are just like we have to do skin on skin yeah. contact. Like let me feel that heartbeat. Fuck. I love that. I that that sounds great to me. I just like the how it looks though. Like if you saw people doing that, they're like, "Yo, do they fucking hate each other?" Yeah, like, yeah, their yeah. Heads turned as far. You're like, Ugh. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like are, are, they, are they about to fight? Like this, <laughs> right. That's very schoolyard. You Is this know? a weigh in? Okay. Yeah, we're like, what's up, dude? What's up, dog? Yeah, what's, what's up? up what's up? What's up? Talking to, what's talking up? to the dude's shoulder. Say talking to his right. shoulder. What's up, homie? What's up? Yeah. Dude? But oh, you speaking... want to find out? You want to find out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're speaking in French, though. So you're like, I think they're in love. But <laughs> either that or they're going to kill each other. Are they getting I mean, divorced? This, and, and, But in France, they have, this is, again, this is from the Daily Beast. They were saying that they've gone for, quote, a more elegant bicep bump which minimizes contact and the chance that someone might accidentally forget and plant a fatal smooch. So I'm guessing huh. you're doing like a oh oh like yeah a arm straight like bang. Yeah, oh, uh, or or like the side of your arm and the side of their arm like you're leaning in for a kiss but you don't do the kiss. Yeah, I, or like what, do does anyone do like a shoulder to shoulder with your head sort of maybe like hey hey hey. Yeah, All right. that, like you know. Well, I mean, you know, I I I'm glad that they're trying to like do a life hack for covid you know greetings but uh yeah. i mean what about like high fives is that can you hands i think because it looks like what the idiots who with the accents do when they invade their country on tour like yeah. on tourism tours like, yeah that's right. true like a fucking top gun no fuck that we have yeah we do our shit properly no we're gonna I mean, do a chest bump right it sounds <laughs> awkward as hell but i would say considering that jack and i almost made out when we saw each other for the first time in physical space after a year like i get it you know what i mean like sometimes you need to yeah. be like yo we, we're here dog yeah, what's yeah. up physical contact is important not just oh, yeah. between miles and i but uh right. as a as a society i we we need that shit and i think that's true if we had more of a culture of kissing and hugging when we saw each other like Maybe we'd have like fifty percent less mass shootings. Yeah, know. less gun deaths like, if yeah. people just like greeted each other with like affection. Right. Well, yeah, or like this like despair pit of masculinity where yeah. you're completely rendered inert, like emotionally yeah. around other people because you're like, I cannot do this. I'm. Yeah. I should just go lift weights or. Some I must shit. shake hands and say sup from afar. <laughs> yeah, you, you see, like in other countries, how affectionate men are with each other, and yeah. like, you immediately see a different sort of quality or level to that, like these friendships or these yeah. bonds, yeah. than you do when like dudes are just like throwing beer cans at a wall or some shit. Yeah, yeah. American yeah, yeah. men have like an internal combustion engine that converts every emotion into anger. Right, and that's, <laughs> yeah. that's all they got. Yeah, yeah, I love that. We really are like just so repressed. We're basically a steam engine. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, and so, <gasps> bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You become yeah. the like, little engine that should yeah, go to yeah. therapy. Yeah, it should uh, go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> so, like the other things that they're saying, like, look, we get that people are getting vaccinated and numbers are beginning to stabilize, but still, like, please exercise a modicum of caution because we're still yeah. trying to figure out like all of the nuances of even transmission with vaccinated people and you know knowing what to do, especially with the elderly. So this one expert said that <laughs> vaccinated grandparents hug their unvaccinated grandchildren from the back. You know uh, what I mean? And he suggests they hold their they breath while doing so. They didn't say it like so. that, Miles. Yeah, from okay. the back. They didn't we say it from, from behind. The back. But, yeah. you know, I want to make it a little, you know. With a twinkle in their eye. Yeah. The words they used was hit it. 
from behind. From the back. <laughs> hold your breath. It stank mm-hmm. so bad. <laughs> but like, yeah. but he said, hold your breath, begin, because it's all about the exhalations. And this one Italian expert strongly warns against what they call the aunt's kiss, which is a full-lipped cheek plant, as they say. Because mm-hmm. again, you're leaving, there could be saliva left. You might mm-hmm. be touching your that and then touch your mouth or touch your eye or something like that. So right. It, it, you know, it's it's, it's 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 a little bit tough, and I get it. You know, my heart goes out, but be, yeah. being being from two cultures that are famously not very affectionate, I've, I've found a way to navigate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no problem like not being affectionate when I greet people. I like to hug. That's yeah. the most I like to do. And I'll admit, I am definitely one of those guys who like went to Europe and someone greeted me with the the cheek kiss. And I spent most of the time, like I had a, like a meltdown where I was just right. like, I don't know where to go. And then I just walked away. Yeah. Masculinity it's, challenged. Yeah, I've uh, not ever uh, thought uh, about this. Yeah, yeah. Shot in your pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just... <laughs> there's this other thing though, too, like, cause then there's such a culture of predatory men and, you know, consent culture not right. really existing here that like even hugging, you want to be like, Are, is that cool? Cause I yeah. get it. Like there's a five in 10 chance that. I'm some fucked up evil person. No, that's uh, true. Like, th- there's like you know, uh, there is kind of a, a a middle ground somewhere where it's like even before the pandemic, I stopped hugging people as much because I used to just like that was just how like, I greeted people, sure. and then I uh, you know you kind of realize that like well not everybody is like into hugs. Yeah, and I'm right, not gonna exactly. force that on anyone. That's why, uh, like, I think the new thing's like, "Hey, I'm a hug. Are you a hugger? They're yeah, like, I'm right. a hugger." And then yeah. you're like, "All right, all right. oh shit, I just knocked my mic." Yeah. You're like, "All <laughs> you right, bring it in. Mic. Come on now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, I would love to be in a culture where we all just made out all the time. So that's sick too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's yeah we we've talked before how there's maybe like, we should do that. Just start bringing just. Like bros doing cheek to cheek kisses now, you know what I mean? Bring yeah, that and see if we could start a movement. Yeah, yeah. see if it'll catch on. Obviously, you know? being like, "Yo," or you know, if you're, down, are you vaccinated? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Just, well, which is the thing that they're also writing in this article that like there are still people who acting like it's 2019, but yeah. it's usually like immediately followed with like or prefaced with like I'm vaccinated. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring it on in. Yeah. Prove it. That's what I say. Your cards, <laughs> bro. <it>, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah i mean that there's cuddle parties that have like started becoming a thing because we lack the ability to like oh have... like pre-pandemic right yeah yeah, yeah. pre-pandemic <laughs> but like that's uh although i know some people who are like yeah man i've been going to like raves the whole time i actually yeah. met somebody God. at a thing who like got two dr- drinks in and was like yeah i've been going to like a couple raves like yeah. and it was pretty wild but like you know yeah. people just don't give a fuck died. a lot of them <laughs> right. died yeah my grandma uh yeah, yeah. things yeah. things were bad but but they want us to be here so here we are we got a party I rave for them i rave yeah. for them i rave for them <laughs> But, like, back in the day, I feel like so much of, like, madmen culture of people just having, like, irresponsible workplace affairs. And oh, sure. Partially because they were, like, drinking at lunchtime. Oh, yeah. But also, you know, like, that's how people used to get their uh, skin to skin. And, you know, they it's like a human need that we just, like, don't acknowledge at all. Yeah. I mean, but, uh, you know, the Italians also probably cheat a lot, too, with their secretaries. <laughs> I feel right. like we we definitely are a culture that, like, does not show affection on the outside. And then, uh, like, affection is just 
seen as something God doesn't want you to do. At least that's like our Puritan <laughs> right, right. culture. So it's like, no, you know, if you do that, Jesus cries. So just make sure you do yeah. it in secret and, uh, you know, fucking. Or in cheer. Europe on vacation. Or in Europe right. on vacation at a hostel, you know. Right. If it happens, it happens. Come on, guys. Just be less uh, creepy and misogynistic like men from Europe. Uh, yeah, exactly. Thank a you. whole continent. <laughs> All right. Well, Matt, it has been such a pleasure having you as always, man. Where can people find you? We're done already. I'm done I, already, you know, man. It's just, oh, it's too bad. I could talk about dudes kissing dudes as greetings <laughs> for, for hours. Um, uh, happy Pride. Yeah, happy Pride, everyone. Happy Pride, where can, everyone. Uh, where can people find you and follow you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Matt Lieb Jokes and uh, Twitter at Matt Lieb. And then, uh, yeah, check out the Fraudcast or the Our Sopranos podcast, uh, Pod Yourself a Gun. You know, we'll, yeah. uh, we, we, we're taking right now a little break. We're in between season four and season five. We're about to start Ooh. season five in a few weeks. So catch up, watch all of the Sopranos, and then listen to our show. We are the world's only Sopranos podcast. So <laughs> yeah. if you see any others, just please ignore them. Pod yourself a gun. And leave them bad reviews. It's a zero sum game. Yes. Yeah. If you see anyone, just like leave them a bad review saying this is a lie. This podcast doesn't exist. It is a. (laughs) This podcast isn't actually about Sopranos. (laughs) Yeah. It's not about Sopranos. It's a trick. Um, And then go to us and give us five stars in a review. Thank you. uh, On the uh, Apple Store. Oh, that's season five's with, uh, yeah. Yeah. Lorraine Caluzzo. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. When Phil Leotardo comes with the phone book, Yeesh. next yep. time there won't yep. be yep. a next time. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty great, and uh, it's also divorced dad Tony yeah. Soprano season. <laughs> it's just amazing. He gets a bachelor pad with like <laughs> with Artie Bucco. Yeah, the boys and, and yeah, Anthony. All, yeah, all the boys hanging out together, just farting and watching you know sports. It is uh, so many pizza boxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Divorce Dad Tony is my favorite Tony. So um, enjoy, enjoy this season. <laughs> yeah. You're going to. And is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? Yes, a tweet that I liked recently was by comedian Pap Johnson at uh, Papton P A P P T A I N. His tweet is. I like to put tenant on and then leave the house question mark <laughs> which is, I still um, haven't I thought I was gonna like watch that right when it came out on yeah, HBO me too. Max, and I have not been able to bring myself to do I it I can't I can't commit to that movie I'm just like I just keep hearing about it and I'm just like I just don't who has the time I feel like I have to get there's too much preparation like mentally for this movie and i'm just not i'm not i'm not gonna do it (laughs) um miles where can people find you what's tweet you've been enjoying oh man you can find me on twitter and instagram at miles of gray also twitch.tv slash 420 day fiance for a little 90 day action Mm. a tweet i like is just kind of it's an intersection of uh you know the gladiator movie and a reductress tweet (laughs) at reductress tweeted Woman's leg hair is so long, Ridley Scott keeps filming gladiators running their hands through it. (laughs) (laughs) That's like such a cliche thing. And then we talk about that whole trope of just like, yeah, like just like, just like, oh, am I in Elysium? Where am I? Right. (laughs) What a time to be alive. The gladiator days.
<laughs> when men learn how to be men. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We learned an important <laughs> lesson about masculinity. Completely that fucked up. sadness should be converted into a homicidal rage. A homicidal would, entertainment for the masses. Yes, that would allow <laughs> you to entertain Homicidal are you not people. entertainment? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see a tweet. I've been enjoying Jackie at Jack William RTF tweeted white people would be like, wow, we got in line at the right time, um, which was something <laughs> legitimate. Like, I liked that on when it was tweeted at the end of last week. And then my dad literally said it when we got we were in line at SeaWorld. He was like, guys, look behind us. Look at how line the, long the line yeah. got. We, we got in line <laughs> got at the right, the right time. time. I was enjoying all tweets two nights ago about Damian Lillard because that was fucking bonkers mm. what he was doing. And I liked this tweet by Josh Gondelman. Me at 10 a.m. Wow, I've got the whole day ahead of me to get things done. Me at 12.05 p.m. Looks like I've squandered the day. Let's try again tomorrow, team. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the best of that Austin Rivers reaction when he missed. And he's like, fucking thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Austin Rivers is uh yeah, I also liked a tweet from somebody that was like Yeah, so Damian Lillard's amazing, but how funny is it that uh Austin Rivers was like, Oh, it's Dame time? Uh uh-uh. uh. It's it's Austin time. <laughs> it's time to let these Austin powers shine. <laughs> oh shit. Anyways, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and even some footnotes where we link off the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Uh, Miles, what's a song that we think people should go check out? This is a uh, cover by Sue George, the great uh, Brazilian uh, musician. Yes. Uh, you might remember him from Life Aquatic when he was doing all those David Bowie covers. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. But this is when he did he teamed up with this band, Almaz. And I think we did a, a song from this album before, but this is an, a cover of Kraftwerk's The Model. And yeah, the, the lyrics are a little creepy and 80s, but it's just got like this, you know, organic tone to it and whenever sue george is like singing in english i think it's always it's it's a good vibe so this is the model by sue george all right go check that out the daily zeitgeist the production of iHeartRadio. radio for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, radio visit the iHeartRadio radio app apple podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows that is going to do it for us this morning we're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending and we will talk to you all then bye bye, bye. 